Alright, hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Santi, where I discuss Stoic philosophy and creativity. Today's episode is all about creativity, and I must be honest with you, this is like the fourth time I recorded because I realized I was really struggling to explain some concepts. So for this attempt, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna go straight to the point of what I'm trying to say because it's a bit complicated. But either way, today's topic is all about creativity and how we as creative people, we can organize our ideas better, in a better way, in a way that contributes to whatever we're trying to achieve. So the main point that I want to get across is that anything you do can be brought down into writing, into organizing ideas by writing them. Now, of course, this can apply, if you think about it, this can apply to any type of craft you do or any type of job, really. But I believe this is a really good system that works for creative people, because Say you're trying to, I don't know, create a film, right? That film first needs to be written in a script. You can do the same for theater. Even more visual things such as a graphic, graphic design or painting, they can start by writing down the ideas of the things that you're trying to do. And especially with the way the internet works, if we're trying to create our online businesses online, we're trying to share work online, things such as blogging or, you know, making YouTube videos or podcasts, like all these things can start with writing. And, and when you write them, they become better. And that is the whole point that I want to, you know, I want to express. I won't go deep into the concept that I'm gonna, that I was, <laughs> I was trying to explain in the past few attempts, but I require really, I, I realize it really requires a visual way to explain it. I'm just gonna do a really quick just, a, you know, like explanation of what it is, just so that you're not frustrated about not knowing what I'm talking about. And it's the idea of this, uh, so, uh, what was it? Sociologist, um, a German sociologist from the past century called Nicolas Lumen. And what he created was a system that he called the Settelkasten. Now in German, that is a box of index, index cards. That's, that's the best translation I've seen. A German friend tried to explain that it was like literally ripping of a piece of paper, writing it and putting it in a box. And that's what he did. I won't go into like all the details of how he did it, but I will say that he created around 70 books in his lifetime and he published hundreds of, hundreds of, of articles and essays because he was an academic on various topics. Like people really acclaim him as one of the most genius productive people from the past few centuries and and he attributed all of his work to the system that he had so just to explain it in in very very simple terms what he did was every idea that he thought was worth writing about he would write it in an index card and an index card would have a name usually uh, just shown by a number on the top left corner and what he would do would be put this index card in into a drawer and then put all the following ideas that would go behind it, behind it, right? So, but the thing is that the first, and this is where I got stuck explaining it last, last attempt recording this, but I'll keep it simple, I promise. In the first index card that he ever makes, he would call that one number one. That is a number that he would put on the left-hand corner, right? Then after that, he could put uh, 1.1 and then 1.1a, and so on. But he could also go laterally, like 1.1b, 1.1c, and of course, deeper into those, 1.1c1. You get the point, right? So he would put any any type of idea that follows that kind of like, that, yeah, that follows not necessarily that topic, but that just follows the idea. But where it gets powerful is that the more this grows, the more powerful it becomes. 
the more useful it becomes. Because then when you're in, in, in index card number 10.1b or something like that, then you could make an interconnection between these two and it becomes kind of like a Wikipedia. It's super powerful. Like in, in, in the first node, let's say 1.1, he would say, see more about this topic or see related topic about uh, this idea in, in index card number 10.1b. Now, I won't, get, I won't get you more confused at that because I believe it's better if it's shown in a visual way and I believe a podcast is a really frustrating way to try to exp express this. But what I will say is that each one of these cards contributed to a system of ideas that later he could pull from, he could pull them all in the table and he could start connecting ideas. And this is especially useful for writers. I mean, writers, especially nonfiction, is such a, is such a powerful way to just see a lot of your interconnection of ideas, resources that you've had. And usually what he would do is he would write each one of these index cards in very clear words, something that could be already published. So it would be something that is very well written that when put with another idea, it's just a matter of compiling those ideas so that you have something, something that is worth publishing, right? So, yeah, I mean, that is the thing that I want to express in, in a way that can be useful for people right now, right? Because most of us wouldn't be inclined towards doing this whole system in paper, because if you were to see, and I'll leave, I'll leave some, some, some images in the show notes, but if, if you were to see what he achieved, he had like a full room of drawers of index cards. And it's just amazing that he managed to organize all these things in such a systematic way that helped him write 70 books in his lifetime. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's a lot of work. And his quality work is not just anything. Like, he really revolutionized some of the fields where he contributed to. So it's really impressive. And, and yeah, I mean, I did try. I started doing this thing and I had a box and I had almost like 500 index cards. But then I was moving countries and I was trying to get rid of some books, digitalizing a lot of things. So now I'm doing it digital. And here's what I want to get across. I want to, it's really hard to explain a lot of these things in just a podcast. So I want to invite you to this project that I'm doing. I recently started a Patreon account and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to keep this podcast something I can sustain. And currently there are no, there's no advertisement. There's never been any ads in this podcast. So I'm trying to get help from the listeners in case this is something you're interested in. And what I want to give back to you is, well, like kind of like, um, behind the scenes of this podcast or maybe before their published podcast kind of that kind of stuff but I'm also working on an online course to do this whole thing that I'm explaining digitally to it's not just to improve our productivity that is a byproduct but it's kind of like to clear to to think clearly to be able to organize all, all of our ideas in a way that just simply works and is future proof that it won't just vanish the moment you write an idea in an app, like it's not like that. It's really a systematic way of owning the things you write, being able to connect all of these ideas to produce the work you need to produce. Now, yeah, I mean, I'm still working on that online course. It's something that is going to take me some time to just put in simple terms so that it works for people. Um, but if this is something you're interested um, I would really encourage you to check out the Patreon to see if it's something you can afford. If not, if you want to just contribute somehow or if it's something that you would just like to, you know, just see what it's more about, feel free to message me, send me an email or contact me on Instagram. Uh, but but yeah, I, this is an idea I'm really excited about and, and I, I, appreciate, I appreciate any type of support you have 
right now if, if you're able to do that. And if not, I really appreciate your attention listening to this podcast because that is what means a lot to me. I just want to be able to help people express these ideas clearly and hopefully contribute somehow to your life. Now, I just want to tell you a bit of the philosophy behind the system and why I believe it's important to have some sort of system like this that just contributes to our lives, right? And it's based on simplicity. Now, we tend to think of simplicity as, as the quickest way to achieve something, right? And, okay, now I want to go on a bit of a detour of a story just to express this idea of simplicity because I think a lot of us have a, I don't know, a weird way to perceive simplicity and, and hopefully this helped me illustrate. So, in 1965, uh, the NASA, they were trying to, you know, send people to space. They said they achieved it by 69 on landing on the moon. I won't get on conspiracy theories about that. But in 1965, they spent... Well, the story says that they spent spend billions of dollars trying to build a ballpoint pen. So a pen that would work without gravity, because as you know, pens work, work because the gravity pushes the ink down so that you could write down, right? And they said they used these cartridge, cartridge of compressed nitrogen and all these elaborate ways to make it possible so that the pen would work in space. And the story says that they missed the obvious. And the Russians, what they did, they simply used a pencil. And this this story is, is told as a way to say, okay, here you go. Just think laterally, think outside the box, and you'll be able to find a simple solution. But what, what we usually are not told, because I've heard these stories in a couple of books, and I've heard it being told around, but what we don't know is that, well, first, this story is fake, because it wasn't as simple as that. They didn't they, the, the Russians didn't just achieve what they wanted by just using a pencil. And of course, like NASA is full of intelligent people. They wouldn't have overlooked something as simple as that. What they were trying to prevent was the dangers of what it, it involved to use a pencil in space. Like the lead that is in the, in the tip of the pencil could be highly flammable, flammable so it could cause an, a fire in the spaceship or the um, the point if you know the, the the point of the pencil if it breaks it could float around in the spaceship and it could damage some circuits or it could just damage some machinery inside the spaceship so that's why they were building a, a bulb um, yeah a ballpoint pen that works without gravity so what does the story say about simplicity I believe it says that well, simplicity is not as easy to achieve as we think. You know, like we are told just think laterally, think outside the box, find a simple way. But I believe simplicity m means a lot of work and it means putting a lot of upfront work, setting up a system that works for us that will later will make things simple. But simplicity is really difficult to achieve. And that is the point that I want to get across. And it's really, it's really interesting because when it comes down to writing notes, the philosophy behind the whole concept that I was explaining, the settle casting, the whole concept that goes behind that is if you set up a system that at first, of course, it's hard to understand and it's, it's hard to just change your routine to writing notes in a different way. But as you progress, the, the idea is that this, this system, the more it grows, the better it becomes. And if you compare that to something that is, that is easy, such as, you know, taking taking notes in your note-taking app that you ever use, you know, like that you always use, whatever you have on your phone or whatever app you've always trusted and you just have it there, that is easy. But 
if you ever notice, and this is something I struggle with a lot, if you ever notice that the more nodes you have in those systems, like in those applications, the more nodes you have, the harder it is to access each one of them. The harder it is to find a specific idea you once had, and the harder it is to, to connect those ideas and to actually achieve something out of them. Also, if you think about it, like whenever you want to move to another app, it becomes really complicated to just grab all of those nodes, put them in the other app, because usually each application wants you to stay in there. They want you to, you know, sell you the subscription or whatever. And that is not an, an evil thing to do. It just maybe just doesn't match with your long-term, uh, your long-term ambitions of producing work that that matters and producing this work that accumulates and that each node that you take helps you achieve the goal that you want to achieve, right? So for that, you need to put it in your own hands. You need to find a way to own your own nodes. And I'll just talk a bit about the solution for now. But of course, this is something that requires a, quite a bit more, you know, expanding on these ideas because again, simplicity is hard to achieve. But some things that I could really recommend to get you started right now is first understand how a plan takes file works. If you want to do this digitally, or if you want to do it in paper, it's amazing. Definitely give this a go. I mean, if you want, if you if you just have the, you know, the wish to do this in paper, there's definitely a way. Just contact me. I'll let you know because I love that. The only reason why I couldn't sustain it is because I was moving countries and I and I couldn't fit all, all the paper that I had in in my suitcase. I really had to get rid of it. I had to digitize my settle cast and system. But paper is really nothing beats paper. The only disadvantage of paper is that it weighs a lot. And it takes a lot of space. But other than that, it's a perfect system. Now, if you want to make this digital, the alternative to paper is really plain text files. So this is any file that ends in txt or .md, which is markdown, which I can, again, like expand more if you want me to. This is a way to make your, when you put them in something like Microsoft or Pages, it belongs to that company. And soon enough, it won't be compatible. This files deteriorate. I was just thinking, well, I was reading about this this guy who was saying how he had a lot of his writings in floppy disks. Like, you cannot read those things anymore. Like, literally, really retro ways of storing information that no longer really work. So the same thing happens when you use proprietary software, things such as Microsoft Word, Pages, or anything you're used to. Just know that there's an alternative. And right now, what I'm doing is I'm using Vim which is, uh, well, it's a text editor. I'm using it in Linux, but I know it works also on Mac and, and Windows. There's alternatives, alternative ways of that. I believe in Mac is called MacBeam. Um, again, like something is a really complicated topic to discuss in a short episode, which is not so short now. Uh, but, but yeah, like these things are really powerful ways to start implementing these ideas. Now, I would suggest if you want to just get started on these concepts, um, Try something like, uh, you know, QO Nodes, which is an application I mentioned in episode 35. I interviewed the owner of this of this really cool open source project. So check that one out. If not, you can also check um, Settler, another amazing app. And yeah, there are just a few alternatives, but I recommend these two because they're really easy to understand at first. And also they work across Mac, Windows and Linux, which are the main ones. Uh, but Vim is a really powerful powerful piece of software that is just a beautiful way to organize everything and become super efficient, but it's a, it's a very steep learning curve. So again, like I'm just kind of like, you know, leaving these ideas out there, They're, they take a lot more time to truly learn. 
I believe throughout the past year or so, I've been able to create the the best, you know, the best things I've I've gotten out of these concepts, and curate them in a way that I believe I can express them to you in a way that is going to be efficient, is going to help you towards your long-term goals of achieving whatever you want to achieve, especially for writing books, which is a, an ambition of mine that I'm working on. I'm writing several books with this project right now, but of course, it's something that I'm constantly learning from and improving. So yeah, I just wanted to let all of these ideas there. Again, if you're interested in knowing more about any of these things, please message me. I'd love to let you know about this online course that I'm writing. If you want to have early access to it, uh, check out my Patreon, which I'll leave in the show notes. I would truly appreciate any contributions you can make. And yeah, that's about it. So I really hope this this helped you somehow. It's a topic I'm super passionate about, as you can see. And yeah, I just really appreciate you listening to this episode. And I hope it wasn't too long. I think it was a bit long. But either way, I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you in the next episode. Ah, yeah, and also, you can subscribe to my newsletter if you want to be notified you know on your, if you want to have what is it yeah what am i saying if you want to have access to the content that i'm producing on philosophy and creativity i can send you emails on, on both of these topics so check out the newsletter which will be in the show notes and as you can see i'm growing tired of talking a lot so i'm just gonna go eat because i haven't eaten but yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Memento Mori. Bye.